The following podcast is completely fictional. All of the characters, even those based on real people, are fictional. They are just impressions by a weird dude talking to himself for your enjoyment. Hola, bromigos. Hey, everybody, it's Above the Dave. This is another episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I'm going to tell you about the greatest mushroom trip of my entire life. And I found out a friend of mine and his wife trip in a way I could not believe. After that, we are going to speak with Neighbor. That's right, the up-and-coming hot jam band right now is here in the studio. And we're going to chat with them. Following that, we're going to speak to two different lot vendors. That's right, we are going to get their perspective on what it is like to sell food on Shakedown. And then finally, we have Vermont's finest, Fish, is here in the studio, and we have so much to get into with them. So extend the jam and befriend a lamb. It's another episode of The Lot When it comes to tripping, is there a right way and a wrong way? I would argue yes, but also everybody's different. Everybody's looking for different things. I've realized that time and time again when I'm tripping and uh, maybe it's someone I, I know pretty well. Usually it is. And you know what different people are looking to get out of that trip oftentimes can be not what I expected. And you know, the early times of, of tripping on mushrooms for me, was in high school and we'd do it at night. Uh, I remember it was at my buddy Nick's house and we would take like an eighth of mushrooms and just, yeah, trip out all night and run around his uh, house and probably run around his yard outside and uh, and just be weirdos. And then in college, there were trips out into the North Woods. That's what we would do at Skidmore. We, you know, four or five of us would all take, you know, an eighth of mushrooms and just bug out in the North Woods, which was, it was part of the campus. And so that was a thing, unequivocally, the best mushroom trip of my life was when I took mushroom chocolates for the first time, which is crazy because now 20 something years later, mushroom chocolates are like better and bigger and just more popular, I feel like than ever. Everybody's got mushroom chocolates now and they have them all perfectly broken up into you know, 0.5 grams, you know exactly how much you're taking. So that's very attractive. And so everybody's doing mushroom chocolates. And as am I, I have a newfound love of mushroom chocolates. But really, yeah, that was uh, already a revelation where I was like, I don't have to eat those nasty ass mushrooms. That's great. We would put them on Celeste pizza 
back in the day, if you know, you know. Yeah, put them on all types of shit over the years at, at the festivals I went to. So this particular trip, it was with a group of people. And while they are a great group of people, they're people that I uh, grew up with in high school. And then we stayed in touch and we were probably about 21, 22, 23, something like that. When we did a road trip to visit my friend Tristan in Maine. So it was a solid group of friends. However, the reason that the trip is so significant is because of where we were and what I realized in this trip. And where we were was Acadia National Park, specifically Cadillac Lake, Cadillac Beach, which is supposedly the first place that the sun hits the United States. So it's first part, the tip that's going pretty far out on the East Coast that gets hit with sunlight. So that's kind of a fun fact. Uh, so this is this wonderful beach that we roll up to early in the day with the intention to take mushrooms. I don't know whose idea was it to stop there versus other places because there were people out. And I think immediately we were like, OK, we'll take these mushrooms, but let's start kind of moving away from the crowd, which was hanging out on the beach. It wasn't like super crowded but it was you know when you're tripping you probably want to have minimal interaction with people so my buddy john bust out mushroom chocolates my first time doing them so i am equally parts excited and scared out of my mind and we do these uh, mushroom chocolates i remember i said jokingly at the very beginning when we took the mushrooms i looked all the way down this coastline you just had this two mile long maybe stretch to this like little peninsula that that was like miles down this uh, coastline. And I said, hey, guys, um, let's just go down to there like a joke. Like, hey, let's just walk to that. And we all kind of laughed at it like uh, like that would be crazy. And then just started walking towards this very far peninsula. It was just like this place that we could see in, in, the, in the great distance. Uh, but between us on the beach and that was a national park coastline touching the uh, the Atlantic Ocean. And so while I did have a great time with my friends who I felt close to, these were like high school friends and college friends, these are people I felt pretty close to. You know, the thing about mushrooms, for me at least, is that I realized in college when we started kind of going out in the woods, I was like, you know, this is cooler for me than when we're just like trapped in someone's house and it's like a party or something at night and it's like we're just hanging out confined i would get kind of like nervous i remember we took mushrooms for the day set at lemon wheel and we all ran and got close to the stage took mushrooms real noob move because that those mushrooms kicked in and this huge group of fucking high school kids uh the they we were like uh, there was like 11 of us or something and in the course of us waiting hours for fish to take the stage and we're tripping, packed in like sardines with 70,000 people behind us, we all nervously at one point or another cried. We all had tears streaming down our face, possibly, probably while also kind of nervously laughing. But it was definitely this like nervous mushroom energy that we all at one point in those couple hours of waiting for fish all felt it just felt like all eyes were on me maybe it was like an anxiety thing you know that like when you take mushrooms and you're maybe in an unfavorable position like holy shit i'm kind of trapped in here then it starts to build this anxiety and it comes out it comes out in tears and nervous laughter and ticks so i found that when i was like in college 
we were tripping in the woods. It was more like, hey, let's like kind of just keep ourselves distracted. So we're not just like sitting around trying to like communicate because it doesn't feel like mushrooms to me, at least feels like a great drug for like for that. It's like communicating with others as much. And I know there are plenty of people who don't want to talk at all during a mushroom trip. I kind of realized I'm not that big into it either. If I take a low dose of mushrooms, like not a micro dose, but like a little bit more than that, you know, enough where you're feeling it, then yes, it makes me chatty, makes me loose. I, it's almost like a low grade Molly, honestly. I, I love this small mushroom chocolate amount. It's like a mood booster, right? But when you like take a lot of mushrooms with the intention to trip, I just don't find that we're getting anywhere with conversation in that state of mind. So, you know, a long time ago, I thought to myself, you know, I think I prefer kind of being somewhere where we can explore a little bit. And it was this particular beautiful sunny day in Acadia National Park, Cadillac Beach, where I learned about something called big mushroom energy. It is a thing. It is for sure a thing. And when we started walking along this beach, I believe it was four of us, uh, my friend Sarah, John, and Tristan. As the mushrooms started to kind of take hold, we were starting to get away from the crowd. We were now walking along this coastline, but it was just, you know, miles of these this massive beach, basically, and rock formations and caves and uh, like a national park, like beautiful scenery. Could not be better. And we had a lot of this coastline to ourselves. Every now and then we would stumble across some some people and we would move our way through it. But for the most part, we just spent hours and hours. So we just spent this beautiful day outside. I don't know. I want to say like six hours maybe or more uh, on this coastline. And we were filled with wonderment. We It was like we were like became children again. We felt like we had to explore every single crevice of every new land that we came across. And when we would all walk around and try to climb this and explore that and get under that area, and, and it was like we were just filled with this thing. Instead of instead of ever having to sit down and look at each other and be like, how are you doing, dude? It was like, yo, check this out. And we just kept ourselves busy with that energy and harnessed that energy on this beautiful, gorgeous day, just scaling these rocks. At first, it was pretty easy. We were just, we were tripping really hard. The terrain was just lots of like pebbles and rocks and just little areas for us to kind of cruise around. Well, as you get further and further down the coast, as we did, it, the terrain actually was getting more and more difficult. But what was so cool was like, we didn't, we couldn't see over like every ledge. We didn't see just miles down. There was that one point in the beginning of the trip that really was poking out from the rest of the coastline, but it was so far in the distance that we didn't really know all of the stuff that we were going to have to get through from where we were to that end point. And, you know, we would see this large cliff and we would climb to it, not knowing what we would see when we would get to the other side. And when we, one of us, you know, would beat the other people and we would push up and we would be able to finally see, hey, what is beyond that point? And when the first person to do it would just be like, <gasps> and like, look at the rest of us and be like, guys, wait till you see this. And we would all get to the top of that cliff and be able to look on over another just massive crazy rock beach with just all these you know waves hitting these rock structures and there's all these new things to climb places to explore and then we would just hit it with this like this childlike wonder and that 
is when I realized what big mushroom energy was. There was something that took over me in this state of mind tripping where I had the utmost confidence in my mind, in my body, and my hand-eye coordination. And I had just an extreme confidence that I could brace myself, I could pull myself up and pick myself up and get myself over pretty much in or out of any situation climbing these rocks. I would just look at anything and figure out how I could get on there and around there. And it felt like everyone I was with kind of felt the same way. We were all, I had this just total confidence about like, what is this? It's, it's big mushroom energy. Okay, that's what it is. Big mushroom energy. It is a thing. You, I mean, I was in total control and I could feel this confidence about moving my body that I just, I mean, I just can't, I mean, yeah, I was 22. I mean, who's not pretty, pretty confident 22, but I can say that there was this wonderment, there was this excitement and there was this energy that I had where not only did I want to see everything, but I had no fear in being able to ascend any terrain that I encountered. It, that was kind of like, it was like, I felt a little superhuman. And I know there's a dangerous thing with that, of course. Um, I'm not, it's not like I've lived my whole life doing this and pushing that theory and trying stuff while on mushrooms. This is just one random day where I realized the power of it and that when I've heard it since, I have always been like, yep, that's a thing. Because... As the day went on and this coastline did kind of get more and more rough, like it became more and more of a like an actual cliff into the water than it was like a beach. It started beach, got into rocky terrain, into rockier, into rockier, into like where cliffs where we are by the end of the trip when we're not tripping as hard, but still feeling pretty good. And now at this point feeling just so like locked in just with where to place our hands on the rocks and how to hold our, our weight. We're now basically like just got hours and hours of practice of rock climbing and scrambling. We're looking at that faraway peninsula that I, that I jokingly said, let's walk to that. And here we are hours, hours later, and we're there basically. We just have this final stretch to go and it's rough. Like it is us really scaling these cliffs. You know, a bad move definitely would have been devastating for any of us. And yet we didn't talk about it too much. We just said, hey, here we are. This is the mission. We're getting, and it became the mission. Let's get to that peninsula. And we all kind of just made it till we got to that point and then celebrated that we just did it. This point by the end, really not even tripping. I mean, we really just pushed what the mushrooms gave us to make it those hours and hours. And when it was all done, we just walked up to the road and walked back all the way back to the beach just talking about that uh, incredible, amazing experience that we had. That day, I always remember so fondly because of how the mushrooms made me feel and physically and mentally and how really with drugs at their best, man, it feels like it felt like I was utilizing a drug for its very best, for its like intention, where it said, hey, like we're going to make everything around you so more magnificent. And we are going to give you this like uncanny ability to just roam this incredible natural playground for hours with just wide-eyed <laughs> excitement. Man, fuck. If you want to do it right, take an eighth mushroom chocolates or close to it 
and go to the beach. Go to Cadillac Beach and pew, maybe try that. I don't know. Or maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that terrain has changed. I don't know if it's way more dangerous now, actually. I don't know. If, but uh, I'd be down. I'd be down to, to go back and do it again and try to do it again, at least. Uh, that is, for me, when I realized about this big mushroom energy, it is something that I've kind of done a little bit. I won't say I have never done it since. I mean, I live out here by Joshua Tree, and I have taken mushrooms a few times and felt that in me where I could just want to, I just wanted to run around and explore the rocks. I never did it quite as well as I did that one day uh, at Arcadia National Park. So at this point, I would say that the only time I think you're going to catch me outside tripping on mushrooms is if you're going to catch me outside uh, at a national park. How snobby, <laughs> how snobby it is. I will only trip in the national park and it must be a registered national park, not just some park in a city. But I kind of believe that, though. I don't want just any park. I mean, I guess I'll do it. I don't know. See how cool the people are I'm with. But mostly, I'm kind of feeling like I don't trip trip too often. I, I kind of do more of the macro micro dose thing where um, I'm feeling good, but I'm at a show or something. But these days, if I'm going to trip, really trip, it's going to be in a national park. In fact, if I go to a national park, you know, there will be a strong inclination to trip. So we'll see. I would like to trip in a variety of different national parks. Joshua Tree obviously delivers, but I'd like to continue that a few more times. You know, maybe that's snooty of me uh, to only want to trip in national parks, but uh, I don't know, bro. Once you, you know, once you taste that, that sweet perfection, it's hard. It's hard to go back, you know. Um, you know, I spoke with a guy recently who I've known for many years, um, fellow comedian, and we were speaking at a show this year and he said to me, hey, man, can you get me some mushrooms? Me and my wife, we love mushrooms and we would love to get some. And we'd love to do some with, with you and your fiance sometime. And I said, oh, oh, cool. Well, we've never done that with someone. But uh, for your first question, sure, yeah, I can get you mushrooms. I mean, and how much are you going to need? And he said two ounces. I'm like, damn, that'll, that's, a, that's a solid amount of mushrooms. And he said, oh, yeah, every time me and my wife trip, we each eat an ounce. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah. Every time me and my wife trip on mushrooms, we eat an ounce of mushrooms. We just munch on them. So first I was like, no, Mama Celeste pizza? <laughs> what are you talking about? No. Um, but yeah, I think they just eat the mushrooms. I don't know if they like mix them with other foods or if they just munch on them but it would take a while to eat an entire ounce of mushrooms so i'm pretty sure they're just like chomping them back and i kept being like dude do you mean an eighth you don't you mean an eighth of mushrooms not an ounce he's like no i'm gonna need two ounces and that's only gonna do us good for one trip okay um more questions for you then <laughs> so what do you guys do when you take the mushrooms and he said we well uh we always just stay in the apartment I'm like, the whole time you just stay in the apartment? And then he was like, yeah, well, one time I went outside and, and he told me this story that was kind of like a freak out, which I was like, yeah, I imagine it is a freak out. You're on an ounce of mushrooms. I'm sure just walking outside and walking back inside in any interaction with anyone would just be absolute mayhem. And so it was. And so he told me the story about that. So he goes, yeah, so we stay inside mostly. And I go, what are you doing? Just like hanging out in an apartment, tripping on mushrooms with your wife. Like, what are you guys doing like in there? That sounds like the epitome of that like nervous, 
laughing thing. Like I'm like that on like not even an, an eighth of mushrooms. An ounce, I would just be like crying out of my dick. I don't know what what happens on an ounce, but they're both on an ounce. And in like, I don't know, I picture a dark apartment. And the reason I picture it dark is because he told me that they like to watch a movie, like a certain movie. I forget the name of the movie, but I think it might be like an animated movie. But then he like went to tell me that they watch movies and they hang out and they talk for hours and hours and hours, just tripping so hard that probably every inanimate object in their entire apartment is also talking at this point. Now you're just walking around and everything is breathing and talking to you. This is like one of those, you know, mega trips that I get. Some people do this like thing where they like need to like see God or something. I said, listen, dude, respect. First of all, respect. Um, Definitely my sack has shrunk in with um, the shroom flex you're giving me right now. But holy shit, that sounds like a nightmare. So it's just you two uh, having just nervous, uh, like a shroom-induced panic attacks while just crawling around your apartment in the dark watching movies that basically probably come to life and you're just living inside of the movie at that point, which that part actually sounds kind of sick. However, you're, you don't have room to move around. You don't have things to really explore, but you you're tripping so hard that like you just brought in a parallel universe into your apartment. And man, I just was like, dude, that's so crazy. I've never heard anyone who does it like that. That's just that feels wrong. I feel like you're doing it wrong. I feel like you're tripping, just eating an ounce of mushrooms straight and then hiding in a dark apartment. That sounds like my nightmare, but he insisted that was the only way he did it. In fact, I said, hey man, just so you know, me and, and my girl, we may be down to do like a little day thing in a park or something and, and take some mushrooms, but I just want you to know up front that we're not going to be taking anything even close to an ounce of mushrooms each. We're going to probably take like you know, we'll like split an eighth or something. And, and I go, it'd be cool if we could all just like get to that level and like run around, you know, Griffith Park or something. And he was like, oh, no, Mm-mm-mm. no, we only do an ounce. It's an ounce or bust for us. <laughs> I was like, dude, I don't want to be around you guys on an ounce of mushrooms. That sounds like I'm going to be watching you when you're right. I, as my, I kept being like, dude, you really want to try mushrooms outside. I'm telling you, it's great. And he's like, I don't know. I was like, I'm telling you, it's great. But, I mean, if you're on that much mushrooms, maybe that's just so unsafe for you to be outside. But we really, we never, I never got him the mushrooms. We never uh, agreed, I don't think, on uh, how mushrooms should be done. And I think at that point, we just kind of dropped it. It was like, all right, well, if you're not going to do an ounce, I guess we're not going to hang. <laughs> God damn. To each their own. Everyone wants different things out of mushrooms. You're probably wondering, what kind of guy, like, what happens after they just take ounces of mushrooms after one after another. Like, how long are you tripping? First of all, he didn't sound like he was tripping for days and days. They made it seem like it was like still like generally the same time frame, maybe a little longer, but like just really intense. And if you're kind of wondering what kind of guy he is, yes, of course, vegan and like super chill and super great and, and happy and wonderful guy. <laughs> like all the things you would think would happen from someone who habitually will take an ounce of mushrooms. And yeah, they saw God, talked to God, are God at this point. So yeah, there's, he's a super chill, amazing, cool guy. So um, that's what happens, I guess, when you take mushrooms. You're like, I'm not going to. 
hurt anybody. I'm going to be super great. So how, however you want to do it, guys, you do it. But my personal thing, I want to feel like I am eight years old and I just rolled up to a sick new playground. But I'm 48 and I'm on mushrooms and you drop me off on a, in a national park. That's, <laughs> that's how you stay young, people, is it? I don't know. Well, let's get the show rolling. Our first guest today, super pumped. Honestly, I have been checking out this band in the last year or so, and they're making a lot of waves, and we're really super pumped to have them here. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring them out here. It is the band Neighbor. Hey, what's up? I'm Vinny. Vinny, get over here. Sorry, man. Hold on one second. All right. Hey, what's up, boss? Uh, Vinny. Yeah, boss. Vinny, why is there one man in front of me? Who, him? You don't recognize him, boss? What? Dude, I need the band Neighbor right now. Oh, shit, boss. I totally didn't even consider that this was a band's name. You know, boss, because, you know, you bring out, you know, all your friends and stuff on here. I thought you just wanted me to bring your neighbor out. No, no, Vinny, this is not what I wanted to deal with today. I thought, uh... Thought it was pretty clear that I wanted the band neighbor. Well, boss, I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, it is a common courtesy to be nice and friendly to your neighbors and shit or whatever. Yeah, uh, no, no, uh, no, you're right. Thanks, Vinny. Oh, get out of here, boss. Yeah, but why am I thanking you? This is like a royal fuck-up on your part. You got this, boss. You can talk to him. He's your neighbor. All right, yeah, fine. Get out of here, Benny. What's up? What up, man? What's your, uh, what's your name, man? Reginald, dude. And, uh, where, so, where do you, uh, where do you live, man? I'm at 42 Park Ave. Oh, yeah, I'm 69. Oh, shit, yeah, 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 you, you the dude who is always coming home late and throwing mad parties, huh? Nah, man. Oh, you the guy who is always naked at his computer with his window open. Uh, <laughs> no? Which window is yours? I mean, the one facing the street. The street, yeah! Second floor? Yeah. Yeah, you're the dude who is always jerking off to porn, like almost what? Nightly? No, no way. Oh, yeah, yeah, you a sick little fucker, huh? What? <laughs> what is What is happening? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm about to get canceled. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, I know you. I, you. You look familiar now. That's right, yeah, we throw viewing parties where we just sit and put chairs down and just watch you over at 69 Park Gap all the time, dude. We just like, and we're like cheering you on. We're like, get him, dog, get him. We have popcorn and everything, man. We even take bets sometimes, put some money on there, see how long you last. Jesus, I really don't do it that often. I'm definitely not doing that shit nightly. Oh, it's very, very, very common. Whole neighborhood talked about it like, damn, that dude's weird. Oh, come on, this is slander. And you never got like a lady or nothing, man. Like ever, like ever, ever. You never got no chicks, never, wait, never. Wait, 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 what, what, what? are you 42 South Park Ave? Oh no, I'm 42 North Park Ave. Pico is the cross street. Oh, dude, <gasps> oh. <laughs> Oh, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. 
Yeah, dude. I'm actually South Park Ave. Uh, Cross Street is Beverly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally different part. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I was going to say. What, what were you going to say? Yeah, I was going to say that dude in the window was a, was a black dude, I think. Really, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was he was for sure. Yeah, yeah. My bad, dog. Yeah. You were shook though, for real. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. I was, I was, I was fine. I thought. I mean, yeah. Well, um, I guess we're not even neighbors then, really. I mean, you're just like you're blocks and blocks away. Yeah, yeah. We're not even actually neighbors though, man. Yeah, I'm sorry. All right. Well, Vinny. Yeah, boss. You didn't even book an actual neighbor of mine either. Just so you know. Oh, for real, boss. Yeah, for real, Vinny. Yo, Reggie. I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing by tonight. I'm gonna put money on that jerker. Yeah, roll through both you guys, man. Yeah, I'm uh, we got popcorn. I'm probably gonna get some pizzas tonight. For we got a big one tonight. We got a big one tonight. Friday nights, yeah. He's always at home alone, jerking off. So yeah, it's gonna be a big one. We're gonna put a lot of money on the table. Well, thank you so much, Reggie, for coming onto the podcast today. Yeah, right. Stay blessed, y'all. All right, Reggie, everybody. Not even my neighbor, Vinny. If you could get working on getting me the band Neighbor, on it, boss. Okay, keeping the show moving. My next two guests are both parking lot vendors who work on Shakedown, and they work side by side. So we're going to get the inside scoop on what it is like to be a food lot vendor on Shakedown. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring them out. It's the lot vendors. Hey, you two. Come on down. Take a seat over here. Thanks. And what's your name, sir? It's Phil. Phil Breeze. And what do you sell in Lot, Phil? Grilled cheese. So your name is Phil Breeze, and you sell grilled cheese. So the name of your stand is obviously Phil Breeze's Grilled Cheeses? Uh, uh, no, no. It's, it's just Shakedown Grilled Cheeses. Actually, never put that together until just now. Yeah, now that you say it, that name makes way more sense. Okay. And your name, miss? I am, let me guess, Debbie Cerrito? No, no, my name is Melody. I've dated a few Debbies, though. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, quite a few. Like three or four or something. Three were Scorpios, too. Fucking crazy-ass bitches. Oh, yeah, Scorpios are truly insane. Great in the sack. Say less. And so you sell veggie burritos. That's right. What's the name of your spot? Eat Melody's. Tastiest veggie burritos on lot. We have six kinds of beans in our burritos. Oh, wow, six, huh? We have adzuki beans, black beans, cannelli beans, cocoa beans, navy beans, and pinto beans. Sick, Melody. That's great. Only bean we don't have is the one in my pants, ADD. Oh, damn. That bean ain't for eating. It's for flicking if you catch my drift. Phil over here has been trying to sleep with me since 2012. Wrong, wrong, actually. Facts, facts, way off. Liar. He has been. How the hell am I going to be hitting on you when you're gay, Melody? Everyone knows it. First off, I just told you that last summer, and you were in total shock. I knew. B.S. You tried like a hundred times to get me to go back to your tent, bro. For deems, Melody. Deems. Ain't nobody want you with that deems breath anyway, Phil. So, Phil, you two are always on lot together. Sounds like you have spent a lot of time together. Too much time. Facts. Melody just likes to hang out close to my spot because she knows it's always popping. I got the best grilled cheeses. 
Each grilled cheese comes with add-ons. You can get tomatoes, onions, salsa, sriracha, ants, spiders, mold. What? What? That's not even true. Like I need to be next to your rinky-dink lame-ass grilled cheese stand. First off, we do fortune grilled cheeses over here and you know it. Wait, what? We do fortune grilled cheeses. What is that? We put fortunes on little toothpicks on each sandwich. Oh, I like that idea. Our grilled cheeses have all natural white bread, no additives, unless you count the sweat coming from my brow that will undoubtedly drip onto your toasting bread. Uh-huh. We don't spare on the cheese either, folks. Two slices of the finest cheese in the world. Of course, I'm talking about Kirkland brand American cheese. Hope you like your grilled cheese with some HPV. Melody, shut it. Come to eat Melody's. You can eat in or eat Melody's out. Your call, ladies. We've got seven kinds of beans. Oh, you got seven now. Always have. Yeah, we got green beans, Anazi beans, black-eyed beans, mung beans, purple string beans, great northern beans, pinto beans, and gigante beans. Okay, wow. And to drink, I have Melody's Sweet Tang. That sounds good. Trust me, ATD, once you get a sip of Melody's Sweet Tang, you're going to come back all tour. Oh, man. So how much for the drink? Oh, it's free. Yeah, just get on your knees and let me spread my legs here and... Oh, what? For a minute there, Phil was getting jealous. Not. You were. Phil hasn't had sex in like eight years. What? Facts. Not facts. I got laid last month. B.S. I did. What was her name? I don't remember. I was hammer drunk. Come on, you know her name. I really don't. Because she doesn't exist. She does. Your hand doesn't count, Phil. Okay, let's let's stay on topic, all right? Whenever a pretty girl buys his grilled cheese, he puts his number on the back of the fortune. Shut up, Melody. Facts. Not facts. So ladies, listen, don't go to him. He's creepy. Get a delicious burrito from Melody, pretty lady. No harassment, just eight kinds of beans. Okay, now you're, you're, you got eight kinds of beans? Yep. Garbanzo beans, coffee beans, fava beans, broad beans, fayot beans, kidney beans, long beans, and lima beans. Ew, lima beans, gross. You got something against lima beans about the Dave? Oh, yeah, I also think that's gross, Melody. Shut up, Phil. Yeah, I got everything against lima beans. Like, why are they a thing? Lima beans were only a thing when we were kids, and we were forced to eat them in that fucking frozen medley with the peas and the carrots and the corn and the green beans and the green beans. That's right. Thank you, Phil. No problem. And then we were like forced to eat these fucking lima beans. And, you know, our parents were like, you have to finish your lima beans or you're not leaving the table. And then we'd have to fucking spit them into our napkins and hide them or do whatever we could to swallow them so we could leave the fucking table. And then we get older. And what happens, Phil? Oh, I don't know. No lima beans anywhere. Exactly. We get older and then what? We're looking around. We see the corn. We see the carrots. We see the peas. We see the green beans. But I'm not seeing lima beans out there in the world. Yeah, that's because no one carries lima beans. Yeah, you're right, Phil. No one's got lima beans, Melody. They're not out there. They don't exist. No one's inviting me to their house to have lima bean pie or lima bean soup or a lima bean margarita. And I sure as hell don't want a lima bean burrito. Well, no lima beans for you then. Heard, chef.
At least I wash my hands after I use the porta potty and lot before I get back to making food unlike some people I know fail. Lies. Facts. Lies. I always wash my hands. Wrong. Unless I'm making Melody a grilled cheese. Ooh, good one, Phil. Here, here, ATD, I just made you one. Oh shit, you made me a fortune grilled cheese, Phil? I did. Oh, thanks. Let me, <laughs> that's cool. Let me read my fortune here. You will obtain a huge fortune in your future. Oh, nice. Mmm. Oh, yeah, that's super tasty, Phil. Thanks. Hey, Buffy Dave. Yeah, Melody. I've got a veggie burrito for you. Oh, nice. Oh, look, it's a fortune veggie burrito. Yes, it is. Hey, that's my idea. I can do fortunes too, Phil. Shut up, Melody. Here you go, Buffy Dave. Thanks, Melody. Let me see here. It says... Phil's penis is the size of a five-year-old boy's. Trust me, I've seen it multiple times. Hey, what? I don't think that's a fortune, Melody. It's true, though. No, it's not. Facts. Not facts. Mmm. Oh, wow. This veggie burrito is actually incredible, though. Thank you so much. Mmm. Oh, man. Well, uh, thank you both for coming by the podcast and sharing with us what it's like to be a lot food vendor on tour guys thank you so much give it up for phil and melody everybody i hate you so much when have you seen my penis too many times all right our final guests today are in the biggest and baddest jam band of them all they really don't need any introduction but let's just get them out here ladies and gentlemen it's fish Oh my god, it's fish! Rock! Oh my god! Real riders and tarpers, fuck! Rex! Oh my god! I'm tarping on you! I'm gonna tarp over here! I'm getting to the belt! I'm getting to the belt! I'm at the rail! Get off my seat! We got rail riders, we got tarpers, we're fucking getting swamped here! This is my blanket, get off my fucking blanket! This is my zone! This is how I get Fish, don't come in. Stay in the green room. Fish, stay in the green room. Get out, I'm at the room. No, I'm at the room. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get we need you. I got this above the Dave. All right, people, nothing to see here. Just, uh, oh my God, is that a dragon? Rex, what? What are you talking about? Uh, nothing. No, I'm just tripping a little bit. You're what? I'm tripping a little bit. Nothing too much. Don't worry, I got this. Okay. All right, people. It's We have a strict no tarping policy here, people, and no one's riding any rails. Wow. Thank you, Rex. Thank you. Woo! It's nice to have you around, man. I think we got this situation under control, above the Dave. What the flack, everybody? It's me, Scramble Greg Ormont. What oh, the shit. flack is Scramble up, Greg baby? <laughs> I already thought I handled this situation. Step back above the bed. <laughs> you don't want to flag with Scramble, baby. I'm crazy. <laughs>
Yeah, all right, Scramble Greg. Let me just yeah, bring you back out to the green room where you belong. I thought I handled this situation. Sorry about that above the day. Uh, won't happen again. No, no, no problem at all. Thank you again, Rex, for really saving the day. But the day, did you see that dragon right there? The dragon? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not I'm not seeing any dragon. Pretty good mushrooms here. <laughs> Got them from your staff. What? I don't even fucking want to know. It was me. Marco, why are, you, why are you giving Rex mushrooms? No, he confiscated them from me. Yeah, that's affirmative. <laughs> yeah, we're doing pat-downs here for all staff members coming into the office. Okay, well, we'll get to that later, Rex. But um, thanks for taking care of that situation. Hey, no problem above the day. Just a routine 296. Oh, a 296? Yeah, that's a disturbance by Scrambled Greg. <laughs> Got it. That's pretty common, I guess. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. He's always disturbing the peace. All right, well, finally, we can bring out our guest of the evening. Ladies and gentlemen, they uh, get people pretty excited, as you can tell. They are the biggest and baddest, as I said, Ladies and gentlemen, it's fish. What's going on about the Dave? Hey, Mike. Yeah. Hey, fish. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Hey, Paige. Oh, God. How you doing? Hope I don't kill anybody. <laughs> I'm sure you won't this time. <laughs> oh, Paige. And Trey, you got a seat there? Are you good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, everybody. It's so good to be back. It's really, it's, it's such a treat. It's always a treat to have you here, Trey. And so, man, so much to talk about. Hey, boss. Ugh, another interruption. God damn it. Uh, yes, Finny. Boss, there's a guy here, and he says he's here to see fish. We just kicked all of them out. It was fucking tarpers, Finny. There's fucking tarpers and rail riders, dude, filling this studio. Yeah, no, 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 no. He's not He's not with them. Yeah, well, he's probably just saying that to get in, to get close. You know? Is it Ronnie? Is it Ronnie the Rail Rider? Yeah, no. Uh, he's actually uh, a professional football player. Boss. What? Yeah, he's uh, he's a New York Jet. Oh, my God. Are you are you, are you serious right now? Yeah, Trey. Yeah, no. He's, a, he's We got a New York Jet in the green room right now. He just showed up to talk to you. Oh, my God. Is it? <sighs> um, is it Nick Mangold by any chance? Uh, yeah, no, I'm afraid not, Trey. But he says he's a big fish fan. Well, uh, fuck, man, send him in, I guess. Yeah, yeah, send him in. Yeah, let's, let's see who it is. Hey, uh, what's going on, everybody? Oh, shit. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Aaron Rodgers, the new quarterback of the New York Jets and future Hall of Famer, for sure, has just entered the Lot Scene Podcast Studio. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so cool. Hey, hey, Aaron. Hey, hey, what's going on, guys? Nice to meet you. Oh, jeez. <laughs> nice to meet you. I'm Leo. <laughs> I'm just kidding. My name's Paige. <sighs> nice to meet you, Paige. <laughs> That's fish. Hey. Nice to meet you. Hi, Aaron. How are you doing? I'm doing well. And who are you? I'm, uh, I'm my... Sorry, I got my scarf. In my mouth. I'm Mike Gordon, bass player of Fish. <sighs> nice, nice to meet you, man. Yeah, I also go to the gym too, like 12 times a day. <sighs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I, I only go like once a day. Oh, really? That's it? Yeah, well, I just, you know, I just came here to say that I'm just a really big fan of your music. Oh, wow. Oh, gee, Walkers. <laughs> 
Oh boy. Yeah, there's uh, really nothing better than ripping a fat bowl of DMT and going deep inside my mind while listening to a 27-minute Soul Planet. Oh, thanks, man. That really, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that really means a lot. You know, ayahuasca has totally changed my life. I used to only care about winning football games. And now, well, now, I'm on the Jets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a big change from winning. So since that's out of the question, I just want to expand my consciousness and go to fish at MSG and trip balls. I mean, Aaron. I mean, Aaron, we'd really love that. But actually, yeah, <laughs> I'd actually really love if you could get us into the uh, playoffs more. <laughs> you know, yeah. Well, I'll see what I can do, Trey. All right, cool. But, uh, yeah, I gotta go. It's time for me to experience what it feels like to die. Oh, jeez. You gonna take some more of that DMT? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I meant I'm going to go be the starting quarterback for the New York Jets. See you guys later. Bye. See you, Aaron. Ah. <laughs> Catch you at the gym. <sighs> oh, wow. Okay, Aaron Rodgers, everybody. Of the New York Jets. Good luck to him this year, right? We're feeling okay about this year, right, Frank? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'd say I wish, I wish, I wish Nick was back there. Yeah, I know. I know. He, he was amazing. Yeah. So, you guys, uh, I got to catch you. Spring tour was absolutely incredible. I got to go to all three nights of the Hollywood Bowl, and I gotta say that, honestly, it was some of the best... Um, Trey, Trey, is that, is that your phone? Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, hello. Ah! <laughs> oh, fish, you got us. <laughs> you got us really, that was really, really good. Yeah, yeah. You guys are really good there, fish. Okay, guys, if we could uh, just focus fish, if you could not uh, call uh, Trey, while we're, we're we're doing this interview, that'd be that'd be really helpful and less distracting. So anyway, like I was saying, spring tour, holy shit, you guys absolutely crushed it, man. Year forty, what a fucking year you guys are having so far. Everybody's super amped on just the level of music. Your guys are doing so much shit. I mean, it is just so cool right now to be a fish fan. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so nice of you to say that. Oh, God. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, nice. Did somebody say fish? Oh, God. Ooh. Oh, look here, my fellow ghost. If it isn't your mom's finest. <laughs> oh, look at the little chamber nerds. Oh, do you guys like to chill? What's going on right now? Oh, man. Fish, I'm... We, uh, our studio got haunted last season by some ghosts of a forest. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we thought we were having ghosts of the forest come by, and, uh, actually some actual ghosts 
came from the forest and are now haunting our studio. We haven't seen them in a while. Hey, Buffy Dave. What is it, ghost? How many champagne nerds does it take to screw in his label? Don't. Don't answer him, guys. How many? No, Mike, don't ask. One. And four more champagne nerds talk about how much better the old light bulb was. <laughs> yeah, that joke's super not funny. Ooh, you know what's not funny? What's that, ghost? This podcast. Ooh, it's not funny. And it's not smart. And it's just a bunch of freaking virgins who never got laid. Playing guitars because no one plays it with their ding-dongs. Uh-huh. Yeah, cool theory, bro. Here's a theory. Jambans suck. Jambans blow. There's nothing worse than a freaking jamband above the day. I hate to say this, ghost, but I have killed a man before. <laughs> oh, God, Paige, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Paige has killed a guy before, so I wouldn't mess with him. Well, we're already dead, little jamband idiots. You fish, you guys think you're so big and so cool and so many fans, huh? Well, guess what? All your fans are freaking losers, just like you. And everyone knows your music sucks, so the joke's on you, idiots. Yeah, I just really, I don't listen to critics. You know, just never, never really like critics that much. Oh, Trey, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you're the dumbest of all the idiot jam band movies I've ever seen. What do you guys think? Guys, I fish. I am so sorry that your time here is being spoiled by this haunting, these these hater ass ghosts. Um, man, this is such a bummer. I just my ruining the fun party above the Dave in the bed and the four old men he worships. Oh, boo. Oh, my God. Fishman is sucking up the ghost with his vacuum. Oh my god, fish. Oh my god, that was amazing, dude. You just fucking, you just sucked up those fucking ghosts and they're now in your vacuum. Oh, I guess I can't play that one again. That was, damn scarfed. That was so cool, fish. Ah. <laughs> oh my god, fish. Wow, fishman, the hero here. Oh, thank you. It is just such a nice relief to know that we're no longer haunted here at the Lot Scene Podcast. Oh, Trey, your phone's gone off again. <laughs> Not again. Uh, unknown number, I don't know. Is it? Is it fish? <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't look like it's Fishman. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's an unknown number. I don't know. I guess I'll give it I guess I'll pick it up. Yeah, it's Trey. Oh, Trey. Your band sucks balls. Your jam band is the worst of all the jam band. Alright, uh, okay, I'm gonna block that number. Yeah, that's probably a good move. Alright. 
All right. Well, unfortunately, our time is up, guys. But uh, I want to thank you so much for coming by the podcast. And thank you so much for exterminating our ghost situation, Fishman. Yeah. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Fish. Boo! <laughs> Get you on the road. Oh, See you on the road about the Dave. <laughs> yes. I'll see you in Vegas. Oh, yeah. I'll see you guys there. Bye, Fish. Bye, everybody. All right. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode of the Lot Scene Podcast. I want to thank all of my guests including Reggie, the guy who's not even my neighbor, as well as Phil Breeze and Melody, the lot food vendors who work Shakedown Street. And lastly, I'd like to thank the band Fish for coming on to the studio, as well as Aaron Rodgers for popping in. Appreciate that. Go Jets. And lastly, uh, I'll thank Rex once again for stopping the real lizards and the tarpers and scrambled Greg from disturbing another episode. So thank you to Rex. All right, next week, I'm going to be talking about Dave Matthews Band. Yeah, I am. I'm talking about growing up in Connecticut in the 1990s and Dave Matthews. You can't, couldn't escape it. So I got to talk about a variety of things Dave Matthews, and I'm going to actually bring on a Dave Matthews bro, and he's going to talk to us about what it's like to be a Dave Matthews fan. After that, we are getting a return visit from Puddled Wook. That's right, everybody's favorite guy who's on far too much L is back for another visit to the podcast. And finally, we have Mark Brownstein and Aaron Magner of the Disco Biscuits coming in And we're going to get into what it's like for them to make live movie soundtracks. All of this and more next week. I'll see you then for another episode of The Lot 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 Lot